They say that experience is the best teacher, and the best way to learn from experience is to learn from others who have already found success. For this season of the Guy Who Knows a Guy podcast, Michael has lined up a great group of successful people who will share their stories of how they got started and some powerful lessons from their accomplishments. He'll also be introducing you to people who are just starting on their entrepreneurship journey to share what they've learned so far. Success is not just about money, and we'll meet some people who have been successful in very unique ways. Entrepreneurship is an exciting journey, and we're glad to be along for the ride with you. Here's your host, the guy who knows a guy, Michael Whitehouse. Hello, and welcome to the Guy Who Knows a Guy podcast. I'm your host, Michael Whitehouse, the guy who knows a guy himself, and I am very excited to have the chance to bring you Suzanne Poole from the other side of the pond in London. Her company is called BU, and she has a very unique and powerful uh, value proposition. So Suzanne, welcome to the show, and uh, how are you doing? I'm great. Thanks, Michael. It's great to be here. Thank you so much for inviting me. So yes, I'm Suzanne Paul, and uh, in case you were wondering what BU stands for, well, B, it's not B-E, it's B, two E's, and it stands for Be Extraordinary and Empowered. Who better than you? Awesome. And I work with, uh, well, I take frustrated and unfulfilled women, let me start again with that. (laughs) I take women that are frustrated and unfulfilled in the bedroom and the boardroom to toe-curling orgasms and exponential growth in their business revenue and profitability. Awesome. Took a second to get there, but totally worth it. I I nearly lost it there for a little bit, but I blame the heat. It's very warm in London today. Yes. Yes. Apologies for that. Yeah, yeah, this has been this has been the thing lately. Areas that are not used to heat are getting heat here, yeah, here in Connecticut. Normally, very temperate in the United Kingdom, and it's been unseason. Like it is July, but it is quite warm. So yes, apologies. Yeah, so so yeah. I, I I forgive you for any any uh, heat distracted effects. Yeah, here here in Connecticut, we're we're used to 80, 90, 190 percent humidity. So we've got air conditioning. And heat. And yeah. So yes, we, we've like got all the extremes. No air conditioning. Not. Anything above 75, we're like, hmm, bit of hot here. Yes. So, yes. Um, well, yes. So speaking of hot, um, so you have a, a unique business model. I think you're the only person who's mentioned orgasms on the show so far in 70-something episodes. Um, so tell me a little bit more about you know what you do and and kind of how you how the giving them orgasms and giving them better business, how that ties together. So, well, here's the thing experiencing more satisfaction everywhere mm-hmm. is really rooted in how we feel about ourselves. Mm-hmm. So we think that experiencing great sex or exponential growth in our business has is, is kind of outside of ourselves. And of course we work with teams and generally speaking, sexual intimacy involves other people. You hope it doesn't always. And like, we can say more about that later. <laughs> but, um, Maybe we'll mention the M word as well today. Um, but so we think that these experiences of kind of joy and fulfillment and exponential growth and expansion in our lives, whether it be in our businesses or in our relationships, are somehow outside of us. And mm-hmm. they do involve other people. But the key aspect of all of those is that they really come through communication. So they really, it's those, those life enhancing experiences arise through effective communication and asking for what you want and having it be delivered and 
In the case of intimacy in your bedroom, you need to know what it is that you want. In the case of your business, you need to know where it is that your business is going. Like, what, mm-hmm. who is your business serving? What customers are you working with? What is it that you're delivering? And what is your mechanism for delivering? And being very clear about that and then effectively communicating that to the people that might be interested in your business, which will then re- result in exponential growth in your business. But it all comes back to knowing ourselves. I, I love that. I love it. And that is... That's the fundamental aspect, and it's the part that most people aren't that sure about. Yes, yeah, that, that's fantastic, and I, I I love everything you're saying. My my coaching, I started you know coaching friends on their relationships, and and so a lot of what I now realize is kind of uh, limiting beliefs, imposter syndrome. Didn't have that language at the time, but people who would be in bad relationships because they didn't think they deserved any better, or they didn't know what they wanted, or they didn't think any better existed or, you know, yeah, orgasms don't happen to me. That's for other people in the same way. Money doesn't happen to me. That's for other people. Exactly. Yeah. It's, and it's not even like money. It's not even like orgasms don't happen to me. It's like, I can't orgasm. Right. And, and, and the moment, you know, it's like Henry, Henry Ford said, if you say you can, or you say you can't, you're right. Right. And, so if you if you say that you're never going to experience satisfaction in your relationship and your relationship's never going to be the way that you want it to be and it's not going to be this kind of well maybe you had a fantastic kind of kickass kind of your sexual relationship with your husband for example was like super hot when you were in your 20s but mm-hmm. here you are in your mid 40s the kids are teenagers they're kind of thinking about college they're worried about schoolwork your partner's dealing with whatever they're dealing with you're dealing with your business and it's all too much stress Mm-hmm. Well, that's kind of quite a dampener on your life. Yes. Right? So it's like you've got this dim and distant memory of what your sh- shit hot sex life was like in your 20s with uh-huh. this person that you're still with, right? Let alone, like, somebody else that you were with. Mm-hmm. Right? So you've got this kind of distant memory of how it used to be, and you're like, is that really possible to retain or get back again? Nah. Well, Yes. <laughs> But it takes, it's about, you have to find that space for yourself. Mm-hmm. And that's the critical aspect of it. Yeah, I, I love it. So so what are some of the, so if you're, you're working with someone like that, who's, uh, you know, let's let's say in their 40s and and, and they're thinking, ah, that that was a kid thing. That was for when I was in my 20s. Um, you know, what are, what are some of the things you might say to someone? Or if someone's listening, who's in that situation, what are, what are some of the tips you might give them or advice you might share with them? Well, I mean, you could definitely say, yeah, that was for my 20s. I'd say to you, I think that's quite sad, personally. Um, mm-hmm. like, you know, you're still, you're married to this person. And frankly, you've been married to them for like 20, maybe 25 years. First of all, well done. Yeah. That, <laughs> like, acknowledge yourself for that, because in this day and age, that's not very common. Um, but then in secondarily to that, it's like, well, if you had it then, what makes you think you don't have it now? Like you can't have it now. What's mm-hmm. happened that's kind of brought these these think thoughts to the surface and those experiences to the surface? Because here's the thing. When we're in our 40s and 50s, it's like, yes, our bodies are different and, you know, our, our sensitivities have changed and our likes and dislikes have altered. But we probably have a bit more awareness of what they actually might be. Mm-hmm 
might be also willing to try new things. And that's something else that I can talk about, but we're not going to mm-hmm. go into that right now. But it's like, so so there's just, it it's, it's a, comes through acceptance. Yes. You know, like, okay, so you have the memory of how hot it was and how much you, like, couldn't wait to rip each other's clothes off when you were in your 20s. Mm-hmm. Right. Yes. Things are going to be different now in your 40s, hormonally, physiologically, like our bodies are different. You know, they might not be as hard as they were in our 20s and things have gone a little bit south. Does that make us any less attractive? Well, the magazines and quote unquote society might tell us that. But is that actually the case? No. Right. It doesn't diminish our worth in the world. Mm hmm. And it doesn't need to diminish our worth for ourselves. Absolutely. And when we remember that, then you start to build those connections. And here's the thing. When you stand in that worthiness for yourself in your relationships, it doesn't only affect your intimate relationships and your family. They're the closest to you, but it radiates outwards. And that's why it has an impact on your business, because you'll start to find that you hold yourself in a more in a stronger place for yourself with more groundedness and self-worth for yourself, which makes you a more effective team manager, Mm -hmm. person that sells, salesperson. Plus you'll be out, you'll be able to support the business delivering more effectively. Absolutely. So it's a platform for effective growth in all areas of life. Yeah. And and again, to what you, what you said about, you know, being open to new things. uh, I I think a lot of people kind of self-limit, um, and again, this is one of those, it, it reminds me of the Facebook meme, you know, what, what is something you can say at Thanksgiving and in bed? Um, and, you know, those, those funny phrases that, that, uh, have double use, but you know, what, what are, what are psychological tools you can use in bed and in the boardroom? Um, and, and you know, being able to accept that there is something you need or something that is not being offered that you should ask for. Um, and especially, you know, most, I found a large proportion of people, have something that would satisfy them that they that they're ashamed of or they think is weird or they don't want to share uh, or they think their partner will think less of them for it and 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 very often it's something that when they share with their partner the partner's like oh man you're into that too sweet amazing exactly yeah. exactly, exactly. I also think that's awesome yes exactly and that was that was a little bit what I was pointing towards yes um it's really in in kind of allowing for people to see all of who you are, Mm -hmm. which, and here's the difference between being in your twenties and being in your forties. When we're in our twenties, we're really concerned a lot about what people think about us. Yep. Yep. And kind of as we mature and I say mature quite carefully rather than age, it's like, as we mature, we start to realize that it doesn't really matter what people think of us. Mm -hmm. What matters is what we think of ourselves and feel about ourselves. So allowing people, you know, and, you know, I say this in particular in respect of your partners in business and in the bedroom, Mm -hmm. allowing them to see all of who we are gives them the space to also see them for themselves Mm -hmm. with, you know, a space, an opportunity for them. But it also creates a level of connection where you can start to have those quite vulnerable conversations. Right. And acknowledge 
what's uncomfortable and let's face it you know I mean I know that you're like you particularly talk to business like, like people that are just kind of thinking about going into business mm-hmm. right? it's scary yes like it's scary I mean frankly it's scary being an entrepreneur pretty much like I, I don't I, I you know Jeff Bezos just went into space right mm-hmm. I, I imagine that was pretty scary for him yeah, probably yeah yeah um you know so it's like yes he's got like trillions of dollars with Amazon and whatever, but you know, being an entrepreneur is uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. It 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 challenges us. It asks us to do things that we wouldn't ordinarily do, that we might not know how to do, or that we might put ourselves in spaces that we find awkward mm-hmm. or feel awkward. Right? I mean, who? Well, that's the same with sex. Sex is yep. quite awkward. Oh yes, <laughs> right. So, so it's like, but it's like in our forties, we find that there's more space to have a go. Yeah, like the well. riskiness of it is diminished a little bit. Mm-hmm. It's still risky, but it's not life-threateningly risky. Yes, yeah. So I, I think back to my my younger pre-married years. Um, and and as a young man, I had a definitely a preference for for older at the time it was my twenties, so women in their thirties and even forties, because you're right, you know, they they were no longer worried as much about appearances, and they're more open to saying, "Hey, I want to do this," instead of you know making me guess or or kind of being uh, concerned, you know, how, how they looked and how they seemed, and because you know, it, confidence is the most attractive trait. Exactly. Well, I, I've. I've I've seen women who were who were been with women who were you know magazine attractive but didn't have confidence, and then those who were maybe wouldn't have been hired for a photo shoot but were much more interesting to be with, because who wants to be with someone you're constantly reassuring, constantly like no 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 I don't even notice that and oh no 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 you're beautiful as as opposed to a woman who's like yeah I got some good stuff going on let's do some things exactly. I- you, you've used the other C words. So there's five C words that I identify as being very critical and, and com- well, six actually. Confidence is very important in, in that. And I think that's really what it comes down to. Mm-hmm. It, this is why I relate it back to self-worth and how we feel about ourselves. But it's just like owning owning all of who we are. Right. And that can be our sensitivities. It's our vulnerabilities, you know, but it's also like our strengths and our, and look, I'm not, you know, I've got a nice face. But I'm not Giselle Bündchen, <laughs> right? You, you know, I'm not. Uh, but I, there are attributes of me that are, I'm like, yeah, they'll do. Thank you very much. Yep. Could I say that in my 20s? Definitely not. Now, it's, and but it's only inside of being able to articulate that way that many things and many outcomes that I wanted from, many experiences, I prefer that as a word, that I wanted to experience in my life manifested mm-hmm. and happened and manifested is an is a is a slightly controversial word but yep. it's like I've got the ability to actually go for what it is that I want and ask for what ask for what we want yeah i think when people think of it as some sort of woo woo magical like i brought it from nothing into the universe then yeah it sounds pretty crazy but manifesting is often simply um it's what we accept and don't reject. 
Uh, what one analogy I always bring in is is if you drive Uber, there's a destination mode, uh, and so normally you accept any ride taking you anywhere. And if you want to go, um, you know, to a particular place, you can set this destination mode, and it rejects any rides that don't take you in the right direction. And right. I feel like manifestation is the same way. You will accept what you want and reject what, it, and you don't even realize you're rejecting it. You just simply you you notice it, you don't engage it, you pass on, and. You know, so manifesting money is simply stopping rejecting money and starting accepting it or stopping rejecting promotions or esteem at work or, in this case, good relationships and opportunities in those relationships. Exactly. And but here's the thing. It's like and that like that what you just said there about opportunities in relationships is the Mm -hmm. most critical thing. Right. Because. It's about embracing money, but money comes through relationships. Yes. We're all connected. We're mm-hmm. a network of of connections. And money arises we do people do you know there's this great saying in business people do business with biz- people. Yep. They don't do you don't go buy something. You engage in a in a transaction with another person. Right, right. And when you remember that you're engaging in another in a transaction with another person, then it's about a relationship. Mm-hmm. And that's why the that's why exponential growth in your business is connected to your relationships in your bedroom. Mm-hmm. Because what shows up in your bedroom is always almost certainly going to show up in your boardroom as well. Mm-hmm. Hopefully not literally. Well, we could talk about it. Like, <laughs> that, that's a whole different guy. That, but right, no, but, but figuratively, I totally. That's well, right. I couldn't yeah, resist that joke. But but yeah, you're, you're like totally that. right. Totally right, psychologically. It's like the kind of thoughts that you have, or like, you know, it, like, no, that's not okay. Yes, that's okay. No, this is a boundary. Like, all of those conversations, Mm -hmm. or this nick, 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 nick kind of conversation that happens in your bedroom. Yep. You're going to find that replicated in your boardroom. Absolutely. Yeah. Well, and, and the confidence from one can carry to the other as well. So, you know, when you do that thing you've never done before, but always wanted to, and now you've pushed past that that barrier into a new place, and then you go into work the next day. And you're like, "What other barriers can I break in here?" Exactly, exactly. Mm-hmm. And you see, now that's exactly why I take the approach that I do because I'm more like you, a coach, right? So it's mm-hmm. like most business coaches they take an outside in approach. So we were talking about that earlier in terms of like we think that all the stuff is out here mm-hmm. and it's not over here. And I'm when I say that, I'm pointing to myself. Mm-hmm. So, so most business coaches, they operate from a place of, well, let's look at what's going on in the business. Yeah. And, you know, maybe it's a marketing issue. Maybe it's a sales issue. Maybe it's a, like, you know, let, like a systems issue. Let's have a look at that. Right. But when you actually get under the hood of what's going on, maybe with the founders of the business or somewhere in the team, there's, there's a few gnarly little limiting decisions that are happening, like thoughts mm-hmm. of, I don't deserve this this isn't going to work. Um, I'm never going to have what I want. This is risky. I can't do this. Like some sort of version of that. Maybe. Right. Right. Which is the worthiness, like validation perspective kind mm-hmm, of, thing, mm-hmm. right. But it takes a while to find that because you're like looking at the surface of kind of the marketing and the messaging and the communicate, like, you know, and but you've got to get under the hood mm-hmm. right? and it takes a while to get there. If you go right to the most intimate connections that we have in our lives, our most trusted 
intimate relationships, all those things are going to show up most quickly. Because there, there's where that's where the conversations are risky. I mean, that's why mm-hmm. the divorce rate is fifty percent because people can't have authentic conversations with their partners, mm-hmm. right? About what's really going on for them, so they end up having lots of arguments and getting divorced, right? Yep. So, so, so those those really uncomfortable and they are uncomfortable. I get that. Like it's not like mm-hmm. this is not easy work. Don't get me wrong. Yeah, but it's kind of difficult conversations show up in your intimate relationships much more quickly mm-hmm. so it's like if you really actually want to create success fast go to work on what's happening in your intimate relationships and watch how that translates in your business that makes a lot of sense because if, if you can get and comfortable can, there and then carry it over and, and I, I can totally imagine you know one of the challenges i think about it like salespeople, which any entrepreneur is a salesperson and uh, I think it's 54% of sales appointments end without an attempt to close because, because the, the salesperson is afraid to ask for what they want. They're afraid to say, so do you want to buy it? Yeah. I just, I just spent 40 minutes telling you about the product. So what do you think? Um, and, and they don't actually you know, try, to, try to close. And, and I think that that's an example, of that same kind of thing. You know, you know what you want. You want them to buy. You just had a conversation, you know, you're there. And, and it brings me back to, you know, when I was high school, one of the, one of the first, um, one of the first couple of girls I dated, um, I, we, we were sitting in a car. We had actually talked about the fact we were interested in each other and we wanted to do something and we wanted to kiss and we still didn't do it. And, you know, this is 16, 17 year old Michael. And, and I was like, so probably do something now. Yep. So waiting. Yep. And, and is it just, you know, couldn't actually, and, and this was even like when it was very clear, there was no risk of failure and still, um, it, it took a lot to get over that to be like, all right, let's, let's go. Exactly. Exactly. It's like, I, I mean, you couldn't have put it better in terms of everything there is in like business is about selling things like, let's mm-hmm. this. Yeah. You know, it's a transaction as we as we've talked about. So there's a close involved. Mm-hmm. So you have to actually ask for the sale. Like, yep. say, okay, great. So, you know, I've told you everything about, like, so you've come to me with your problem and I've shared with you everything that I do that might help you. And, you know, is this something of interest to you? Yes. Okay, great. When would you like to get started? Mm-hmm. Tomorrow. Okay, great. Well, the program is X dollars. You need to put down Y dollars to start. Would you like to pay, make a payment now? And it's like the would you like to make a payment is where people go. Ugh. Yeah. Yeah. So the payment is X dollars. So. <laughs> exactly. Right. Now. So I just recently started a new relationship. Right? Mm-hmm. And, uh, and I'm very happy. I, he's great. But what sold me on the relationship was this, Michael. And I say sold because listen to the story, right? Mm-hmm. So we went out on a date and it was nice, you know, but he didn't try. He was very gentlemanly and he was, he was very, it was nice. We went for a walk in the park. It was kind of just as we were starting to emerge from the lockdown, of the COVID lockdown in London in 2021. And I was like, this is nice, you know, but he was very nice. <laughs> Nothing happened. Uh-huh. Like, That's fine. 
And then we kind of were texting for a few days. And then I got quite busy with my business. I, I had quite large sales that I thought I'd closed. That's another story. Uh-huh. Um, and everything kind of went a bit foom. And two days later, that was a Thursday, and on Saturday I got a text message from him saying, how come you haven't texted me? And I was like, that's a fair question. I was like, look, I'm sorry, I've been busy with work. I apologise. I'm so sorry. He's like, okay. And then he said, will you be lovers with me? Now, he's not from the UK, so his English is a bit broken. Okay. And and I was like, that's a very direct question. Mm-hmm. Um, I, and I said, I was in the middle of doing my exercise on Saturday morning. I said, I'm just a bit busy right now. Give me about 45 minutes. He said, okay. He's like, thank you. So I texted him back. I said, I just want to check. Are you asking to be my lover? And he said, yes. I was like, okay, that's very direct. Uh-huh. But it was very engaging. Yes. Because it was just like, I'm just going to throw everything at this and see what mm-hmm. happens. Yep. And 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 that's how things are in business. Mm-hmm. Life is like that. You just have to go all in. Yep. To to win. Yeah. Yeah. You know, like that was about three or four months ago. Mm-hmm. And um Well, here we are. And now yes. he I mean there's some other things that have happened since then. But that's like kind of how business is. Yeah. Right? You know, so so you have to be willing to ask for the people that want that say they want to work with you to mm-hmm. work with you and pay the money. Yes. Yeah, yeah, that's that's you, you know, being direct. And I it also even if it's not directly transactional, you know, working with affiliate partners, which I'm doing a lot more of since uh, Strategic Alliance Live, and explicitly saying, you know, okay, like we should have an arrangement and what am I going to get? What are you going to give me? Or I want to promote you for, you know, I want to promote you and get paid for it. And that's something that took me a little while to get to the point of being like, so, because I'm all about introducing people and connecting. I'm a guy who knows a guy, making connections. And for the longest time, I did it for free because I I wasn't comfortable being like, so I'm going to make a connection and you're going to pay me for it. Uh, and I still, you know, I still make free connections all the time, make introductions, that's fine. But for some situations, if I'm going to do work, if I'm going to promote a talk, if I'm going to do something, I want to get paid for that. If yeah. we're generating a bunch of money for someone, I want a piece of it. Like you're getting a lot. I want a little of the lot you get. Um, but I need to explicitly be comfortable saying like, we need to make sure that we understand that we are. And that's part of it too, is is not even so much that they'd say, well, I'm not going to give you money. But if I'm expecting 40% and they're thinking 20% and we haven't talked about it, then they send me the check and I'm like, what the heck is this? Are you trying to screw me? And they're like, no, no. That's, exactly. But if I, didn't, if I didn't say I want 40%, then I'm not going to get it. And we're going to be they, they're at, at best, I'm going to be disappointed. At worst, there's going to be, you know, a ruined relationship and acrimony and everything else. Which brings me back to my point about divorce. It's like you have to be willing to step over yourself and say, OK, so, you know, like we're doing we're I mean, you're essentially talking about a kind of affiliate transaction there, right? It's mm-hmm. like, you know, if you want to do those kind of deals, you know, look, there's something at stake for you in that, right? Because you're taking a risk and introducing yep. this person to whoever it is that you're introducing them to or or the audience. That's a risky, That's a there's reputational risk there. Yeah. Reputation has value. 
Mm-hmm. Like, we think that reputation doesn't matter. It does matter. Oh, I yes. give you n- n- numerous examples of where <laughs> reputation has gone down and yep. has had significant impact on their life, livelihood, all sorts of different aspects of life, right? So there's a re- reputational risk for you. You rightly want to be rewarded for taking that risk. Fair enough. Mm-hmm. And there's an expectation. There's Okay, so there's the person that you're making the introduction on behalf of and there's uh, and they're seeking reward and you want to be rewarded for making that reward available to them through mm-hmm. that introduction which is risky for you but then there's going to be a different expectation about what the value of that is and yeah. you have to be willing to have a conversation about it and that's why one of the C's that I talk about is communication because it's all about being willing to oh, this is a little bit of an edgy conversation. It doesn't feel very pretty. It's not very, it, it feels a bit icky. Mm-hmm. Not icky. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, and people are more comfortable that it's, it's often the awkwardness you bring to the conversation that makes it so awkward. Uh, and, and going back to, you know, your story about, about getting together with your, your now lover uh, with that very direct approach. I have known people who very effect made very effective use of a very direct approach in in like a bar and nightclub setting now this of course this is an appropriate setting you don't do this at work um but you know bar or nightclub most people who, many people who are there are there to meet someone are you know hoping not to go home alone not everyone but many are and and i i've known a couple of guys who got confident with basically approaching a woman and being very polite, but being very clear up front of, you know, I find you attractive. I find you interesting. If you're open to it, I would love to take you home tonight. And, you know, within the first, like that's the first 30 seconds of conversation. And, and a good 40% of the time, the answer would be like, you know what? Yeah. Okay. Exactly. And, we're so used to this, like, well, what's a good pickup line? And, and you, you want to convince her that, that you, that she's special or you love her or you want a relationship. She doesn't want to be lied to. And, there's plenty of women out there who are like, you know what? I just want to not go home alone tonight. And I, I, I saw a t-shirt once said wanted meaningful overnight relationship. And, you know, there's plenty you want that. And if you're honest about it, you don't have to beat around the bush. Be like, what's this guy really want? And, and what is he, what's he trying to, is he really serious about this? If a guy walks up to you and says, I would like to take you home and have sex with you tonight. He's not hiding anything. His agenda is right there on the table. You can say yes, or you can say, it. and then if she says no, the, the important part, guys, if you're listening, the important part is if she says no, say, I totally respect that. That's thank right. You your, thank you, you for your honesty. Well said, Michael. You have respect the no. That's very, that's yep. very, very, very important. But it's like, but the clarity of that is just, it's, it's very powerful. It, and mm-hmm. and it, it's not only, you know, I mean, you said 40% of men that take that approach, they, they, go home with the woman that they want to go home with because it's yep. just like, yeah, you know what? It's clear. It's like, I mean, look, women, we're funny, right? But we're not stupid. <laughs> we're probably in that bar for exactly the same reason that the men are in the bar. Mm-hmm. It's not so okay for us to be fully transparent about it, but we know why we're there. Uh-huh. And having a man come to us and say, you know what? You're hot. How about we go and have some fun? That's mm-hmm. that's like yeah, like you know, that's just that's kind of that's human interaction right yep. there. That's like relationship. It's not like saying let's get married, like let's commit ourselves to life together forever. Let's have a couple of baby. No, let's have some fun, mm-hmm. right? It's just, but it's very clear. 
Right. And that and that's and that's the thing that like so here's the thing, you know, that's the number one lesson that I've learned in business as well. Keep it clear. Yes. Keep it clear. You know, and so this is why I say, you know, when I first met my guy, I got you gotta get the commitment. And I don't mean like the marriage commitment in the bedroom. That's not the point. But it's like just have it's got to be clear. That's why lawyers have jobs. Because we have too many messy situations where we think there's a deal, everything's kind of like it's all like hunky dory and everything's great. And then you go into the transaction and exactly like you were pointing to, you're expecting 40%. The person that you've made the introduction on behalf of is only expecting to pay 20%. Yep. Souffle, flat. (laughs) Right? Yep. And it's like, what do you do about that? Well, it's really hard to unpick those situations. Mm-hmm. And those relationships don't usually, they're most likely irreparable. Yeah. Whereas if you have the conversation up front and everything is clear, it's like, okay, so I'm going to introduce you to this person. The expectation is that's going to generate you maybe like $100,000 in revenue. I would like... of that revenue, please. Mm -hmm. Huh. Okay. That's not going to work for me. I would like to, I would like you to make that introduction for me. And yes, I do think that that is going to generate a hundred thousand dollars in revenue, but I've got these costs that I need to pay to Mm -hmm. facilitate the generate, like to make that possible. Yes. So it doesn't work for me to pay out $40,000 on this deal. Yeah. It's going to work for me to pay out 20,000. Okay. That isn't going to work for me either. But then you could start to have a negotiation. Right, right. Yep. Especially when when you're transparent and and that's something I found is is there was um uh, and also I've also found most people want everyone to be happy if possible. Very people are like I want to win and I want you to lose. Maha. You know, people like win-wins. That makes them feel better. There was one person I was talking to um, he was in my, my BNI, my networking group, and he runs an organization. And we're talking about me coming in to speak to his, to his team, you know, for an hour and it's in town, he's in the networking group. Um, and, and I told him, you know, quite frankly, if, if you don't have a budget, I'll talk to your team for free. Um, you know, I don't have a lot of experience talking to those types of teams, but I think I provide value. You think I provide value, but it'd be great for me. It'd be good practice. You'd get to know me better, build a relationship. But if you do have a budget for those kinds of speakers, I would like to get some of it. Um, so if you can pay me, great. If you can't pay me, I accept that. Whatever you think is fair. And and his response was, oh, no, we've got a budget. Of course, I'll take care of you. That was the negotiation. Me saying, you can pay as a little zero. And I, and I do that with my clients, too, because uh, a lot of people I work with are very early stage business owners, people who don't have a lot of money. And I'll say, this is my rate, but I, I understand if you can't afford it. Whatever you feel is affordable, tell me that. Because uh, I want to help you get to the point where you can afford my rate because you're not going to get there on your own, obviously. Um, so tell me what you think is fair and we're going to do that. But it's very transparent and puts it in their court. And I say, here's what I want. Here's my my motivations, my limitations, um, you know, what, what drives me. And now you can make whatever decision you feel is appropriate within that. And I will accept any range there. And I'm honest about that. It's not like, I'll accept any rate you want, but if it's low enough, I'm going to judge you. Like I'm not going to judge if somebody says I can afford ninety dollars a month, because it's my job to get them to be able to afford more. 
Uh, but I'm you know very upfront about that. I'm like this is what I accept. This is what you can do. And it takes well, as I, I think people aren't used to it. But the intention is it takes that pressure off of trying to guess. Like what does he really mean? What's his real motivation? Exactly. That's, yeah, my motivation is to get you to the point where you can afford to pay me my my full rate. Um, because I'm sh I'm confident that after a few months I can, and that's what you're hiring me for anyway. So. Yeah, it's it's all about that, you know, being upfront and honest and 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 transparent, which yeah, yeah. It's, as we discussed, a very very challenging thing. Um, and so so we were sharing sharing uh, one part of your story, but actually, yeah, usually I do this earlier in the conversation, but uh, the rest of it was was so interesting that I held off this question, um, which is how did you get started? How did you get into this business and launch it? And, and okay, so that is a great question, Michael. Yes. So um, obviously, as we've talked about, I talk about bedroom and boardroom so for those of you that don't know I did actually used to be a lawyer um and so negotiation was my bread and butter as mm -hmm. we say in the United Kingdom and in my 30s I was very career focused mm -hmm. and sadly for my mother who is no longer with us that meant that she never got to see me get married or have any children even though that was her greatest desire for me was uh. to you know, have a nice work, have a nice wedding and have some grand, she wanted grandchildren. So I went through my thirties, focused on my career and I was celibate. Mm -hmm. I was also quite fat. And I thought that the reason I was celibate was because I was fat. And then shortly before I was 40, I realized that what, like being a lawyer wasn't really cutting it for me. Because what I'm about is people having fun and being fulfilled and being, mm -hmm. and that's not being a lawyer. <laughs> that's not a lawyer. <laughs> no. And I was like, oh, but if, if I'm giving that out to the world, then I, that, that's for me as well. So I was like, oh, okay. Well, what if my my being barren, like my being celibate, which was not a choice, it was accidental, mm -hmm. has nothing to do with the fact that I'm fat. And it has just something to do with the fact that I, feel a bit crappy about myself because I'm fat mm. and uh so I was like oh okay that's interesting and then about two weeks later a friend asked me to go to a singles night with them which I did and I met a guy kind of in the way that we've been talking about before and um we went out on a date the next weekend and well some cobwebs got busted out uh, shall we say <laughs> and I was like oh that's a nice that, that was fun and this had happened about four weeks after I'd just got a new job which had tripled my income I was like, oh, that's oh, okay. and then about three years later I got another job which had then again tripled my income and and about a month later I met a guy and we had a very naughty relationship, he and I. But again, it was like, so I had this kind of repeat experience in my late 30s, early 40s, where I had quite a growth in my income and then life got fun. Mm -hmm. and, I, and I was like, that's quite weird. And what I realised was it was about how I felt about myself and my confidence and the way that uh, I was putting myself out in the world, right? Yep. The way that I was communicating my, my self-worth. And, and I thought, well, that's nice for me. And then she, about 18 months later, my father passed away. 
and I also was laid off from the job that I'd re- that I'd just gotten, so I was made redundant, which kind of presented me with an opportunity of well, I have a bit of financial freedom because I did, mm-hmm. and I now don't need a and and I don't have a job. What do I want to do? And somebody said to me, you should coach that thing about sex and money. And I was like, pardon? You should coach that connection. I was like, really? Yes. That's how I started. Nice. And it's a risk. It's mm-hmm. risky. Um, people are like, that's very different from what you used to do. Yes. <laughs> what makes you an authority on it? This. And I've done lots and lots and lots of studying and research on it, and I'm trained and all of those things. Um, but yes, that's how I got started. Wow, that's a fantastic story. Um, and I, I love, you know, we're talking about manifestation um, and how manifesting is just accepting, accepting things in. And it totally sounds like what happened with your, you know, once you got that promotion, suddenly you're willing to accept, like, okay, yeah, I, I'm sure people had invited you out to go to singles nights before that happened. Not uh, and hear, but that's what you're saying. It's like I couldn't yeah. hear them. Yeah, yeah. Like, it was like probably, but I just couldn't hear it. Yep, yeah. They asked you, and you went, "Huh?" And they said, "Never mind." <laughs> you know, yep. and I, like so, I was sharing the story about the guy that I'm now that I'm now with, and and it was like you know, just again, it's like that just kind of happened out of the blue. Mm-hmm. But I was create. There was a space that I created where I could allow that. It was like, oh, it was like. I could just allow for that to arise and happen. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, and that's so it's like that really. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I think it, it so often happens. I mean, you're talking about the, the, the guy who's the guys who are direct and I've, I've talked to a number of women who, women who don't have confidence. And when a guy is direct and, you know, in that way and picking her up, she's like, well, what's your ulterior motive? Cause I know I'm not attractive. So what, what do you want from me? Like, I don't have money. I'm not attractive. So why are you trying to take me home? Um, like, are you a serial killer or are you a, a human trafficker? Uh, because it doesn't occur to them that the guy's interest might be that he finds you attractive and actually wants to be with you. And so they get this weird disconnect. Um, and, yeah, and then... The whole second guessing thing is really... Yeah. Like, it's uh, it's a turn off in the bedroom. It's a turn... But it's also a turn off in business. It's like, oh, no, I can't deliver that. I, I No, I'm not really sure. Mm-hmm. Who's going to hire somebody like that? Yes. Yeah, you want to be very confident, and and you know, and imposter syndrome is is endemic. Uh, you know, pretty much everyone has it. I, I did that with my my motivational podcast a couple weeks ago. I did one on imposter syndrome, and in the in the description it says I use an advanced algorithm, so only people who have imposter syndrome got this message. So if you got it, it's because I know you have imposter syndrome, and it went to everyone on the list um, and got a lot of laughs. Like, oh, how'd you know? But yeah, I know because you're human. Well, That's, exactly. It's human. Right. It's human. Yep, everyone. Right. Yeah, everyone. I've talked to, you know, through, through this podcast, I've talked to people at the full gamut of success levels from just starting to millionaires. And all of them are like, yeah, I sometimes wonder what the heck I'm doing here and why people pay me this much money. And, um, and, and of course, the ones who are successful are like, and then I tell myself to shut up and move on. But everyone's got that that voice that's the point exactly it's like we all have the thoughts we all have the kind of like you know disempowering thoughts about ourselves it's like how did i get here or do i really deserve this or am i good enough but but it's like having the ability to say okay i noticed that thanks very much thanks brain thanks for sharing Mm -hmm. i'm gonna do this that's the that's the key 
Exactly. Absolutely. Sometimes you get that criticism too. And, and it's a matter of, you know, looking at the objective factors. I mean, when I was in high school, I thought I was a funky looking dude. Um, and then I noticed objectively when I got into my early twenties, like, you know, women respond well to me. So it doesn't matter if I think I'm attractive because I'm not interested in me. I'm interested in them and they think I'm attractive. So I'm going to recalibrate because it's getting the results I want. So it must work and whatever it is. So I'm going to rate it based on that. Like if someone, you know, if someone can lift heavy objects and says, I'm not really that strong. Well, objectively you can lift heavy objects. Strength is for lifting heavy things. If you can lift heavy things, you're strong. Exactly. There's no, no way to look at that. You know, attractiveness from the, from the sexual relationship aspect is to attract partners. If you can attract partners, you're attractive. Whatever you think of yourself. And the only thing that, that convincing people you're not attractive does is make you less attractive. Exactly. Exactly. Absolutely. Um, so, so if somebody is you know hearing this and saying, this sounds like exactly what I need, how do they get in touch with you and how do they work with you? How do you, how do you work with clients? So I work with clients on a... Uh, I have group programs and one-to-one programs. The best way mm-hmm. to get in touch with me, you can reach out to me on LinkedIn or um, through my website, which is www.keystopassionandprofit.com. Keystopassionandprofit.com. Um, and if they're looking you up on LinkedIn, it is Suzanne Poole with no E on the end. That's right. So S-U-Z-A-N-N-E-P-O-O-L. I'm sure you'll put the links in the yes, in yep, the links in, the, so, yeah. in the description as well. But as someone pointed out to me, people don't look at descriptions because they listen to podcasts in cars. So okay, fair enough. So yeah, <laughs> but, but, but if time, if so. you do look at the links, then they are in the description and they're also on the website. If you go to guy who knows slash podcast, all the descriptions are there on the website. Um, but uh, yes, yeah, so you can find Suzanne Poole on LinkedIn. Yeah, when I typed into Google, it tried to autocorrect it to P O O O L. P O O L E. So, yes, so. that's common spelling. It's not the spelling for me. So. Okay. Because you are uncommon. That's right. <laughs> that was just going to be my line. Thank you. Absolutely. Um, so, this, this has been great. Hopefully, people have learned a lot from this. Uh, and if they want to learn more, they should reach out to you on LinkedIn or go to keys to passion and profit.com. And, and in the near future, we are going to be doing a uh, joint talk. That is August 11th at 12 p.m. Eastern U.S. time, um, which is at 5 p.m. Yes, that's right, 5 p.m. Yep. Yes. Um, so talking about you know some of these some of these concepts. Um, actually, mostly I'll be hosting you, and you'll be you'll be teaching some of these concepts. So if you want to learn more, uh, then then you can find out about that. Um, it'll probably post it on the uh, guy who knows a guy page, or I'll, I'll, if you're signed up to my email address. Uh, email address, email list, um, then I will be sending that out there as well. But uh, you can also just contact Suzanne directly. So, well, thank you so much for being on the show. This has been a very fun conversation. And I, I always love talking about um, the importance of, of confidence in all aspects of life to get what you want. So this has been really exciting to have you on here. Thank you so much, Michael. It's been a pleasure to be with you. This has been the Guy Who Knows a Guy podcast with your host, Michael Whitehouse. This great theme song is by Patrick Howard. If you found this valuable, please subscribe, leave a review, and share this podcast. Find the full archive of all episodes at guywhoknowsaguy.com slash podcast. Check out my other podcast, Morning Motivation. 
It's a daily podcast of two to five minutes with a powerful hit of motivation and inspiration to get your day started. Morningmotivation.fun or search for Morning Motivation wherever you listen to podcasts. Join the community online in the Morning Motivation Facebook group at facebook.com slash groups slash Morning Motivation Podcast. JV Connect is coming up quick, December 12th and 13th. If you are looking for a networking event where you can meet people who aren't looking to just pitch you or take, but actually want to collaborate, build strategic partnerships, joint ventures, maybe even find some mentors, some coaches, people to support you, accountability partners, who knows? If you're looking for good people in an environment that's not stressful, but is set up to give you a lot of great connections in an efficient amount of time, check out JV Connect. JV-Connect.com. That's JV-Connect.com, December 12th and 13th, 2023. We'll see you there.